Every, everyone, we are here, ready to go. How about you? I hope so. So good to hear the Word of God on a regular basis. It really is. And we're going to see, uh-oh, the danger of falling back. What happens when you fall back from your relationship with God? How does one go from being on the top all the way down to the bottom? How does one go from winning to losing? How does one go from walking with God to totally ignoring Him? You know how that happens? By changing the way one thinks. You see, when you were winning, you thought a certain way. When you changed the way you were thinking, now you get on the road to Losersville. It's the same with being on top. You were thinking a certain way, and then you changed the way you were thinking, you're on your way to the bottom. And so it is with our walk with God. And this is where we find David. Following young David's life, he's anointed king of Israel. But he's not there yet. Nope, hasn't happened yet. But he's in training, I would say. He's in training. So look at his life so far. Up until now, he's been living in the promises of God. He's been doing pretty good. He's been thinking with the thoughts of God. Remember that time when Saul went into the cave and David was hiding in the cave with his men, and he had, he had the opportunity to get rid of him once and for all. But he didn't. And it was a great victory for his integrity. He didn't take revenge on Saul. And we know that sometimes our greatest defeats are the thresholds of our greatest victories. But let me give you a warning. Sometimes our greatest victories are the thresholds of our greatest defeats. You say, what? How can that happen? How can a great victory be the threshold of a great defeat? You know how? Because those are usually the areas where we relax and put our God down. And the area of life that you put your God down that will result in favor, failure. Oh, yeah. Because we have to have our God up all the time. So today we pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 27, verse 1. You know what David did? He put his God down regarding God's calling on his life. Oh, we forgot all about it. Did you ever do that? Did you ever forget about God's calling on your life? Well, let's see what happened with David. David said to himself, Oh, now I will perish one day by the hand of Saul. Wait a minute, David. If you were anointed the next king of Israel, you're not going to die. But see, he's not thinking properly. Now he's thinking, I'm going to perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me 
than to escape into the land, what, of the Philistines. And Saul then will despair of searching for me. And he will leave me alone, and I'll escape from his hand. (laughs) David made two mistakes. Number one, after he changed his thinking, obviously, he went back to the enemy. Number two, he took others with him. You know, it's one thing to fall back from God. And then it's even worse when you take other people with you in that fall. So in verse 2, David arose and he crossed over. He and his, look at 600 men. His army is growing. He had 600 men with him. He's taken others with him. And he went to Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. And David lived with Achish at Gath, he and his men, each with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the Carmelites, Nabal's widow. Remember that one? Now, what was Gath? Gath was the hometown of Goliath. Isn't that the guy David chopped his head off? Yep. That's now, now he's living in his hometown. How easy it is to choose what we would consider the easy way through life. David's looking for an easy out from the problems with Saul. So it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath and he no longer searched for him. David got his way and Saul wasn't searching for him any longer. David had a kind of a false peace going for him. Now, today we're talking about the danger of falling back, okay? Another word for that is carnality. Once you get to carnality, you can become very comfortable there. I bet some of you have experienced that. You know, you got comfortable, quit going to church, quit hearing from God, settled into the ways of the world, and you're saying, you know what? This isn't so bad. This is all right. Here's the problem. You went back to the very thing that you escaped from. The very thing God took you out of, you went right back to it, like a dog returning to his vomit. And you submit to the carnal cause rather than the divine call. And you know, one can stay in that place longer than anticipated. Oh, yeah. Verse 6, Achish gave him Ziklag that day. That was a town to live in. And therefore, Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. And the number of his days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. So David's living among the enemies of Israel for a year and four months. He's settling into a place that's what? Ungodly. The enemies of God. It's a place of idolatry. You know, being in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing for too long, can lead to what we call addiction. You know that? Where does addiction come from? Being in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing for too long. It's a long period of compromise that leads to a lifestyle. Addiction is a lifestyle. It's not an activity. It's a lifestyle. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, shopping, gambling, 
So many types of addictions, all kinds. Some illegal, some illegal. Sex is an addiction. But all of these addictions become a way of life. And have you ever noticed it's so hard to get back into a routine after you've gotten out of it? It's hard. If you get out of a godly routine, it's hard to get back in. And when you're in an ungodly routine, it's hard to get out. Like maybe you used to be big on exercise and you missed a few weeks and how tough it is to get back. Or maybe you were eating right for a while and, you know, you went on vacation, you had some parties, and now it's tough to get back. Or even church attendance. Man, what did COVID do to us? COVID got people out of church, and many people are still out of church. Some don't go at all. Some are still in their pajamas on Sunday morning in their recliner watching services on TV. And they think that's okay. They're out of the routine. See, here's the problem with that. You're out of the life of the church. It's not about listening to a message. You can do that anywhere. It's the life of the church. The church needs you, and you need the church. It's a relationship. That's what's important. So, if you're still a stay-at-home, get to church. Remember Lot? Lot settled in the city of Sodom. And after a while, I know the Bible says that his soul was tormented. But you know what? I think he got comfortable there. His wife certainly did. She couldn't bring herself to leave. And when the angel came and said, Lot, take your family out and don't look back. Because God's going to destroy the city. Don't look back. His wife, um, she had to get that last look. Boom. How's it for her? Pile of salt. She was lost. So we got to be careful. The places that we get comfortable in. In the beginning, it might not be sin, but it could turn to that. David had gotten out of the habit of praying. He had gotten out of the habit of singing. He wasn't writing psalms anymore. See, he couldn't sing the Lord's songs while living in the devil's land. And isn't that true for us? When we go back to the world, the things of God are very difficult to do. They're hard to do. We don't want to do them. Because why? There's a conflict of interest. It's darkness and light, and they don't, they don't merge together, darkness and light. No, it's hot and cold. So David, as long as he was in the enemy's territory, he was far from God. There's a good warning here for us. Come on now, this is a wake-up call. Don't think you can dabble your dabble with the world and not get burned. Don't think you can stick your foot back in the world and it's not going to suck you in like an Electrolux vacuum cleaner and drag you right away from God, because it certainly will. How about the prodigal son? Remember that kid? When he got his inheritance, he had to go to where? A far and distant country to squander his wealth. Why? Why didn't he just stay home? Why didn't he buy a condo down the street? Because he went to a place where there was no conviction. He had to go far away. Far away from the rules. Far away from the presence of people that loved him. 
far away from morality. And he couldn't squander that money where he was because there'd be no place to spend it. So he went back to the world and he squandered it all. Now, David did go to battle against some neighboring nations while he was with the Philistines, but they were enemies of Israel too. So if the Philistines attacked a town that David went with them, but they were enemies of Israel, so okay. So David was staying with the Philistines, and he lost some things. You know what he lost? Number one, his identity. Why? Because carnality creates an identity crisis. You don't know who you are anymore. You don't know where you belong anymore. On the outside, David is carnal. But on the inside, he's still an Israelite. See, I think Moses had that conflict too. It got to a point where Moses, he knew he was a Hebrew, and he was living amongst the Egyptians. And when he saw an Egyptian taskmaster beating on a Hebrew, Moses rose up and knocked him out. Because who he really was kind of rose to the surface, and he had to make a decision, and he fled. But for David, and for anybody, there is no peace when God's people live this way. Carnal on the outside, although you know who you are on the inside. It's it's like two natures fighting each other, and you're letting the carnality win. You know what else David lost? Acceptance. He no longer fit in. He didn't fit in with the Israelites. And now, oh, we pick him up in 1 Samuel 29, verse 2. The lords of the Philistines, they were proceeding on by hundreds and by thousands. And David and his men were proceeding on in the rear. So they're all marching to battle, right? He's in the rear with Achish. And the commanders of the Philistines, you know what they did? They said, what are these Hebrews doing with us? They went to the king. Hey, King Achish, why are these Hebrews with us? They're, They're our enemies. And Achish said to the commanders of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, who has been with me these days, or rather, these years? And I found no fault in him from the day he deserted to me to this day. So Achish is like, hey man, the guy betrayed his people, now he's with us. Leave him alone. He's a traitor. We'll take him. See, the world will take, oh, I like this, the world will take unprincipled people. Oh yeah. People that lose their principles that that they live by, the world will take you. Oh yeah. But here, when you look at David, He's a carnal believer, and he doesn't fit in anywhere. The Philistines, they're saying, we don't want him. Israelites, he's not fitting in with them. So in verse 4, the commanders of the Philistines, you know what happened? They get angry. They get angry with the king. And the commanders of the Philistines said to him, make the guy go back. Let him return to his place that you've assigned him. Don't let him come down to battle with us. Send him back to Ziklag. We don't want him fighting with us. Because in the battle, he may become an adversary 
to us. For with what could this make man, what could, what could make this man acceptable to his Lord? Would it not be with the heads of these men? In other words, David would have an opportunity to kill us and be accepted back by his people. So they're like, we don't want the guy. See, when believers go back to the world, it's only a matter of time before they rejected their two. Hey, let's go back to the prodigal son. Oh, he was the big hero when he had all his money in the world. And then when he spent all his money, he was starving. Nobody was giving him anything to eat, not even the pigs. Why weren't the pigs sharing their food with him? Because they're pigs. (laughs) That's why pigs don't share. So the prodigal son, he lost all his associates. David, he's losing all of his associates. And then the third thing he lost, oh, this is probably the worst one. They lost their families. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, while David and his men were away with the Philistines, the Amalekites attacked Ziklag. And David's city and their wives and children were taken. Wow. And you know what the point is here? No one sins to themselves. Nope. When one person sins, other people are affected. Oh, yeah. Everybody around you is affected. Why? Because they're connected. Because they love you. Because there are relationships there. So nobody sins to themselves. And then the fourth loss, oh, man. His men, he lost their trust, the trust of his men. In verse 6, his men wanted to stone him. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted to stone him because Ziklag was attacked, and David's the boss, right? The buck stops stops with him. So he's like, yeah, man, David, because of you, they burned our city, they took our wives and our children. We're going to kill you. Look at what he lost. Everything that he had going for him, and it all because of one thing. He changed his thinking. So let's follow the steps to falling back, because this is a good account that can help us in our own walk. Okay? Here's the steps to falling back. These are the things you need to remember so you don't fall back in carnality, go back to the world. Okay? Number one, be careful of letting down your guard. Don't ever think you're all that. Don't ever think, oh, I just got this victory. I'm okay now. Many times the place of your strength is the place of attack by the devil. Because where your weaknesses are, you've got your guard up. But where your strength is, you've got your guard down. And that's where Satan will come in. Don't don't let down your guard. Number two. Don't think differently from what put you on top. When life is good and fruitful and joyful, it's because of your thinking and the choices you were making. Don't stop thinking that way. Once you start thinking differently, you're on your way to the bottom. It's all about the thought life. Keep thinking what made you a winner. Keep thinking about what gave you joy 
and purpose and vitality and success. Don't change those thoughts. Thirdly, don't look for an easier way. When conflict comes or some type of opposition comes, don't look for the easy way. Look for the God way. Look for God's way. God will always make a way. He'll make a way when there seems to be no way. Right? That's a beautiful song. Very encouraging. I can't think of the rest of it right now, but it's <laughs> I like it. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for you and me. Something like that. So don't look for an easier way. Number four, be careful. Don't settle down in the world. Don't get comfortable in the pig pen. Don't get comfortable in the world. You know why? Because number one, you're going to stop praying. Number two, you're going to stop singing God's songs. Number three, you're going to stop stop walking with God and living in your gifts and your talents, and you won't be serving God anymore. And you know what that's going to cost you? Your identity. You're not going to know who you are. Now you're going to be a spiritual schizophrenic. It's going to cost you your acceptance because you're going to feel, oh, you know how many people don't go to church because they feel guilty of their carnality? I can't go back. Oh, what I've done, I can't go back. Let me tell you, everybody can come back. Everybody. A good church will never judge those that have fallen away. They'll always welcome them back. So you find a church that's welcoming. Thirdly, you lose your loved ones. Yeah. Because when you sin, you hurt everybody. And fourthly, you're going to lose the trust of people. That's something you don't want to lose. Trust is important. You want to be trusted. You want to be the kind of a person that people can depend on you and have faith in you and and rely on you. Yes, I can trust you. That's important. So, if this happens to you, don't stay there. You know what David did? He strengthened himself in the Lord. That's what the Bible says. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, in verse 6, But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. See, I think David got alone by himself. The people were against him. The Philistines were against him. The Israelites were against him. The only the only one that wasn't against David was God. So he got along with God. And again, he began to build himself up in God. When he strengthened himself in God, it means that he, he grew strong. And Oh, and by the way, it says he strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. I like that. His God. He may have left God, but God never left him. So he knew, I still belong to God. That's my God, right? He doesn't say he strengthened himself in the Lord God. He strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. And that's why David could write in Psalm 86, verse 5. See, David knew God's heart. You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call on you. But thou, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth. Isn't that beautiful? 
You know, that's for all of us. We need to remember, yes, we're going to have times of weakness and failure and, and even giving up. Okay, you gave up. Remember this. You are forgiving and good, O Lord. You're abounding to, abounding in love to all who call on you. I'm calling on you. You, O Lord, are God, merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abundant in love and kindness. See, God is always there waiting for the return of his people. Oh, yeah. He's not an I told you so kind of a God. He's a patiently waiting God, like the father of the prodigal. He sat by the window every day waiting for his son to return. And when he saw the sun coming over the horizon, he didn't say, when that kid gets here, I'll give him a piece of my mind. No, he ran out to meet him. See, I call that story the loving father. The father's the hero. He ran out to meet his son that was lost. Now he's found. And that's a representation of God, our father. So we never let our failure come in between us. We never let our poor decisions come in between us. Carnality. No, God is always there. And he's always waiting for you to return. And for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've fallen away and returned on my own many times. So God is there. And he's waiting. He's waiting for you. You know who you are. And God is waiting for you to come back to him. And that's it. So that's what happens. Don't fall away because when you do, it costs you a lot. It's a high price to pay when you fall away from God. Well, next time we're together, oh man, sad story. An end that didn't have to be. Ain't that a kicker? An end that didn't have to be. We'll see what that's all about next time. By the way, if you want to hear this message again, the Hope Club Podcast. Just type it in, the Hope Club Podcast. Look for the message. The danger of falling back. It'll be on our website too, newhopecc.tv. Just scroll down. Be right there in about a half hour. And it'll be on all of our outlets, iTunes, Spotify, eh, wherever you find podcasts. It'll be there. The danger of falling back. Worth listening to again. And you know, the Hope Club podcast, messages for your drive time. Messages for your spiritual growth. Thanks for coming along. We'll see you next time.